Hey, hi, I'm Bonnie. Welcome to this podcast, Make Joy Normal, where we chat about homeschooling and family life. With my co-hosts, Elizabeth and Christina, we address your questions and topics in a way that can create more joy in our lives. Please submit any questions you have by email or voice message in the links in the show notes. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend, like, or leave us a review. That's how we get the word out. Thanks for trying to make joy normal in your own life. Early on in our homeschool journey, I became aware that beauty and an appreciation for art in all its various forms was a really important aspect to our home education, especially because I had artistic children and I wanted to foster that in them. So years ago, I discovered Catholic heritage curricula and was first introduced to their art appreciation resources for young children in their Art Masterpieces series, which was excellent and we used for a number of years. A desire for deeper understanding led us to the CHC program, Ever Ancient, Ever New. It's a program in two parts. Ever Ancient, Ever New guided us from ancient art forms chronologically to the art of the Renaissance. And then part two leads us from the art of the high Renaissance through the modern era. The first thing that drew me to the art appreciation uh, that they offer is the the history and the distinctly Catholic perspective. It was really beautiful. But the program also presents art theory and opportunities to practice with a companion art pad that goes along with the books. CHC materials are always steeped in beauty, and this program is really delightful. It helped us cultivate a sensitivity to beauty, and I think for the children that I used it with, it gave us all the foundation in the eras of art and characteristics that define them. The lives of artists, cultural influences, and the implications of those influences in art uh, are explored in the context of each chapter. Every Inch and Ever New can be used independently by children in grades five and up, or read together as a family with, with much younger children. As something we valued in our family, this program makes art appreciation something that parents can share with their children without being overwhelmed by the idea of introducing art. It's beautiful, it's simple and engaging. A link to the program is in the show notes. Have a look and enjoy all of CHC's art programs and all of their beautiful programs as well. afternoon to my lovely listeners. I have a couple of guests with me today, Sarah and Jenna. Hello, ladies. Nice to have you here. Hello. (laughs) I'll introduce them in a moment. Just want to remind you all to please submit your questions via voice uh, or email in the show notes. You'll find that. And um, I love getting your questions. So so just keep that up. And we just appreciate everything that you guys send to us. I want to particularly say something today. Uh, I had a text message um, from someone a couple of days ago, who was just um, sharing with me how much she appreciated the podcast and and what we are able to do and how she's lifted up by it. And I just want to say thank you for her message and just for all the messages that I've received, especially over the last uh, few months, because I was sort of toying with the idea of, you know, maybe I've just said enough, maybe I've imparted enough, maybe people have just had enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, she was, it was very, in the, in the end, I decided that I would just keep going. But uh, those comments really make a difference, you know, to feel like, okay, you are actually adding something to the community of, of uh, homeschooling mothers. So thank you for that. So, ladies, uh, we are going to be talking today about only children. And so Sarah and Jenna are both raising an only child. And Sarah, you had actually submitted some questions to me. Um, and I thought, gee, you know, it'd be fun to get together with a couple of moms who have only children and mm-hmm. kind of really talk about this because it's come up actually several times. Mm-hmm. I've received a question and, I, you know, I don't have an only child. So mm-hmm. I... I only know what I know from talking to other mothers and from, uh, you know, a family that grew up with an only child in our community and how that rolled out. So um, if I was hoping you guys could just introduce yourselves first uh, and then we'll sort of get into the, the nuts and bolts of, of an only child. Um, Sarah, would you hmm. introduce yourself for us? Sure, sure. So I'm Sarah yeah. Gould. I am a wife to Jason and we have Josephine. So she's actually sitting right here listening. So uh, yes, we're, we live in Ontario. Yeah, I live in on, uh, Southern Ontario here. And I live with my mom and dad and my sister and brother-in-law and their two kids. So we have a, a large house here. <laughs> And we live at uh, on 25 acres in the country, so <laughs> with a lot of room for the kids to play. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, you all share a, a space? We do. Um, well, my uh, my parents had built a granny flat okay. a couple of, you know, now we're talking 20 years ago now. And so my grandmother okay. had lived there up until 2017, okay. 20, 2016, something like that. And so then, um, yeah, we okay. moved in during the pandemic, actually. So, and then my sister and brother moved okay. in just a, a, a And Josephine is? She's five. She's on her way halfway okay. to six. So five okay, and a half. Okay, she's five. Okay, yes. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. Jenna, do you want to tell us about you and your family? So I'm Jenna Love. Um, my husband is Matthew. He's actually Dr. Love. He's an optometrist here in town. So Love, <laughs> his name is Dr. Love. Um, <laughs> we live in Temecula, uh, California, which is Southern California's wine country. Um, and we have our daughter, Juliana, who is eight years old. Okay. Two J's. Who knew? Mm. <laughs> Josephine and Juliana. She's eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, so the questions that Sarah, you sort of first came with these mm-hmm. questions that you, that was a, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember your exact questions, but I sort of came up some, some sort of discussion points that I think, you know, I've come mm-hmm. across my desk previously. And I think one of the, the first things that I would like to go, the path I would like to go down is, is the blessings of an only child, mm-hmm. because I think that sometimes that can be overlooked. You know, when we're facing that, that this is, this is the way our life has rolled out, um, mm-hmm. that I think both of you are people who really recognize the blessing yeah. in having an only, you know, yeah. as well as the challenges, right? So would both of you sort of be willing to share what, what you see as the biggest blessings that you can um, identify having onlys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go first, Jenna. Sure. Um, well, there was, there's a lot of very logistical, practical blessings. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't have a ton of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we only have one person to load in the car yeah. so travel's easy um, but aside from those very practical things um, just the fact that we get to spend so much time with her she doesn't have to share us with anybody so we get to really focus on that one relationship I know many big families that I know really struggle to 
have that one-on-one time with each of their children. And that's not something we really have to worry about. Right. Um, exactly. And another thing is she's our only child, our first child. So we still have that excitement of it's our first child. We have to do the best we can. Right. Yeah. 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 And being able to kind of pour yourself into that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Sarah, yeah, you? I have a similar, similar thing. It's like, I was thinking you have, I have more resources, even if that's just brain power. Like I have more financial resources than I would mm-hmm. if I had, uh, you know, uh, several, um, right. I find, uh, the time to spend on the one, like you're saying, Jenna, uh, even things like not needing a bigger home or a bigger car. Uh, it's a, it's just a little easier on finances on and my brain power too like I like right just having more yeah just having more um we're a little more mobile a little bit more freedom to go and do what you need to do and uh, the practical side of it like sickness only lasts a short time it goes through the three of us if so and then we're done (laughs) (laughs) that's a really big plus that will really resonate with some of my listeners we've been sick for three months Yeah. So, um, Interesting. And, those are things that I, I may not have thought of. Yeah, exactly. So, and then as a child's yeah, attention span, as she's, um, as her attention span is increasing, I'm finding I have more free time. So, mm-hmm. so like she's able to do a little bit more yeah. now on her yeah. own. And so then now, now it's like, Oh, well, yeah. what, what am, what am I doing with that? <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's, yeah. those are the things that I thought of. And the top it, of my head. One of the things that struck me, Right. Okay. One of the things that struck me was because I'm, you know, my daughters are two of them have one has three, one has four and, and um, one has one is expecting her second, but there's a big gap, right? So mm-hmm. there's almost five years between the two. Um, but with the ones that are, you know, have lots of little kids, uh, that when somebody's going through a difficult time, or you have a very busy toddler, or um, somebody's going through a, you know, a, a phase that's challenging, like their, their resources are so limited to be able to address that really, really challenging uh, phase. Right. And, you know, that's something where as those challenges come up and, you know, every age has its certain types of challenges, like, but just, I was thinking of a toddler for example, right now, so busy, you know, and like when we have the toddler, we can just follow them around everywhere, (laughs) you know, but she doesn't have that. She's got three other small kids or two other small kids. Right. And so, you know, that's something that, you kind of take for granted. I, I do even like, cause I've got the kids mm. in a very limited way. I kind of take it for granted. But I think, wow, they're, you know, they're dealing with a lot. And I mean, I have been there, but you forget. <laughs> right. Yes. You know, so and I mean, this is the other, you really notice that. You know? the other thing about that is, you know, even when you have olders, like you don't have to follow the toddler around cause you have the older children to, to help out with that even, or like even just keep their point, eyes yeah. on them. Like you don't even need them to be of age, you know, like they can even just keep watch them. Right. To yeah. see if they're doing something wrong. So I got to run to the bathroom. Just watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so there's, there's, uh, I mean, that's part of the, the challenges I was going to bring that up, but we, you were just talking about it a little bit. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys feel like for you personally, for you personally, if you don't mind sharing just your own personal experience, what has been the biggest challenges uh, in, in this process? Um, For us, well, one thing was years ago, we noticed when we would go to big community gatherings, 
Like our daughter did really well one-on-one with just one family. If we invited them over, we went to play. But if we went to a big gathering, she wouldn't go play with the kids. She would just stand next to my husband or me. Um, So we decided at that point we were going to put her in preschool because we needed to have a safe place for her to be able to get out where we weren't there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did that for about a year and she knows how to play with kids now. So that was a good thing. Um, And then a couple of years ago, we went through a rough patch where she, um, she didn't understand why everyone else had siblings and babies and we did it. So it was, it was a really hard time and it's hard to explain to, I think she was like five or six at the time. And it's hard to explain all of that to her. She understood, like we had, we were open with her and told her, you know, we've, we've tried everything. Um, but this is just the path that God has chosen for us. And it's hard to explain that, but she's gotten past that. And now she plays with, she loves babies. (laughs) She goes and seeks out those kinds of relationships She'll be the one everyone wants to hire for the, like, to be able to help her. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting because, I mean, in a sense, you're going through your own things, you know, letting go of fertility. Mm -hmm. You know, we enter into this life and we, you know, imagine that we're going to have a big family or whatever. Most of us do. And we, you know, don't, we don't have pre-knowledge that -hmm. we're only going to have one child, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we're dealing with our own stuff with that. But then, of course, we have Mm -hmm. to almost relive it in a sense as our kids get older. Yeah, Yeah, because I had kind of you know, just, I guess, gotten through the morning of it. Yeah. And then she hadn't quite gotten to that point yet of understanding. So it was a struggle to go through that with her. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? What do you find sort of the biggest challenges? Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for that moment, actually. I know that's coming. (laughs) Um, but for me, I, I, for me, I really struggle with the laser focus. Like I have no other children to worry about. So all my worry gets kind of dumped onto her. So there's that, uh, there's no inbuilt distractions for, for her or for me, you know, um, unless it's, you know, you have cousins or neighbors and we've been really blessed to live with family. So that's been very good. Um, needing to be more conscious of social time has been a challenge for me. I'm one of eight siblings. So, so I, uh, I've never had to think about like, for me, my thoughts were more like, how do you just get away from people for a while? (laughs) Cause there's just always, there was always people around. So (laughs) it's a totally separate, it's a totally opposite thing. So now she's like, I'm like, I guess you should be around some people. (laughs) So, so, so yeah, so that's that. Yeah. It's it's been a total one, like a one. Some kids thing. aren't into it, like exactly, exactly. Okay, so. yeah. And some kids are really not that. Just don't have strong social needs. Mm-hmm. A lot of my kids mm-hmm. did. My youngest, you know, and I uh, kept sort of wanting to sort of get you know socialize. Well, she's sixteen now, and she just doesn't have a lot of social needs. Like way less yeah. than I have. Um, it's, it's you know, and it's it's interesting to just see that, that, that but we have to be so sensitive to that, right? We don't mm-hmm. want to shelter them from socialization, and yet we don't want to foist it on them either. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Jenna, I wanted to just ask you, yeah, um, did you, like, do you mind me asking how you kind of got through that uh, um, with Juliana? Because how how did you because Sarah's got that coming up so yeah. I'm sure other parents mm-hmm. of only are, are experiencing the same thing like how do we get through this time when she's feeling sadness about not having siblings or, or not understanding why she doesn't have siblings um 
a lot of prayer, <laughs> um, a lot of support from community, a lot of prayerful support from them. Um, just a lot of talking with her. She, she very much needs a lot of cuddling. So we were trying to do that, being more attentive to her because she was acting out and we couldn't figure out why. And it turned out okay, that so was coming out in anger. Yes. Yeah, and so okay. it was just sitting down and kind of like really getting to the bottom of what it was and right. just talking with her a lot about the situation, what's going on. Why, why is God yeah. doing this? And Right. Yeah. Good to reach out to your community, right? We mm-hmm. sometimes forget to do that. Um, but we learned over the years, definitely when you're having a problem with one or whatever of your kids uh, to reach out because that's why we want communities, right? I mean, it's wonderful to have somebody bring over a meal after you have a baby, but mm-hmm. you know, we want them praying for us. Right? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. Sure. Sarah, do you find your, are you finding that you're sort of getting on your feet about worry, like in sort of the hyper-focus, like, are you feeling like you're developing some skills to, mm. to be able to manage that? Yeah. And I mean, even if it's just, okay, if I don't look, I won't see it. <laughs> like, I'll just kind of turn around and, and like, <laughs> like, we'll just, okay, we'll just calm down, just calm down. And I, I, I do have a, yeah. a really beautiful community of moms that I, I, I rely on when it comes to that sort of thing. Nice. So, um, and, and yeah. a lot of them, are extremely knowledgeable like it's kind of funny because I I keep thinking like this is this is my first rodeo (laughs) like this really is my first so like everything we're going through I'm yeah this is first for me so so I don't I don't know what's you know what's what and like so if I've been finding I I do go to the um, other moms kind of begs the question is is there um, some kind of online community for support for moms, particularly homeschooling moms of only children. I mean, more specifically, you know, Christian and Catholic moms of only children would be ideal. I don't know. I've never seen that. Um, but that sounds like something that would be, you know, really helpful, especially, you know, somebody say has a teenager mm-hmm. and you know, awesome. they've been through these, oh, yeah. those early years and they know what that's like and they're yes. negotiating with teenagers yes. or, or whatever yes. to kind of help younger moms through that. What I've, been told is that secondary infertility is actually mm-hmm. more common yeah. than primary infertility, yeah. right? It's more common to have one child than it is to have none. Right. And, you know, I mean, God's got a plan in that, but, but interesting that there, I haven't seen burgeoning support for that mm-hmm. particular Avenue. Right. That's uh, something worth looking into something worth, worth addressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Um, there was a Facebook group I'm part of, but it, uh, yes. Yeah. And it, it, but I don't like, there's not a lot of posts in it like it's just it's not very active so i don't know it's not it's not very helpful <laughs> okay yeah okay mm-hmm. interesting is it specifically Christian i can't remember now i'd have to just i'd have to look school. again see it, it's so, it's so not active that i i don't even uh really remember right. if it's specifically yeah. christian but that would be something i would be very interested in you know what else would be inter- interesting i'm just spinning here but um it'd be interesting to to as kids get older, a spinoff of that be, being mm-hmm. the, the kids that could be great, right? Mm-hmm. You know that because that I think that would be a really interesting thing too. You know because there's very specific um, things that they miss, things that they get to do, things that you know like their their own experiencing exactly. their own blessings exactly. and challenges. Um, you know, and and it must be kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. I knew I had friends when I was younger that were um, that married each other. They were both only children, 
and they got married and they just felt that there was just a, such a common bond between them yeah. because they had both grown up as onlys right and so there was something that they just understood about each other that other people couldn't really That's, understand yeah there's so i i met one lady uh, and this actually made me feel so much better because I, I think at that point i was feeling quite anxious about having uh, an only and she was an only child and she said she loved it yeah she loved being an only child. I've never heard that before. So, it, and it, I, it's yeah. again, foreign, a foreign concept to me. So yeah. 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 And so then I, I thought, Oh, that's, that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's all in the Lord's will. I, that's all I yeah. can say. It's all somewhere in it. mystery. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. we just yeah. wish he, he just gave us the game <laughs> we would at least be able to prepare ourselves yeah yeah <laughs> oh man um so how would you say jenna b- both of you like to answer this question but jenna how are you finding that she's probably grade three ish second yeah both considering sort of both those blessings and the challenges how is that playing out in terms of educating for us it's well we get done really quickly because we don't have anyone <laughs> Anyone distracting us? <laughs> no. Um, but it's, I, I think it's, it's helped that I can focus so much on these are her strengths. These are the things that she is really interested in. So I can hone in our curriculum to be, okay, she really likes art. So let's do art type things. And um, so that's been great. Yeah. And then we can, we, like Sarah said, we have extra funds so we can send her to these classes so she can get some of her socialization at classes or just get skills that like we couldn't teach her or whatever it is yeah plus yeah opportunities for socializing but also sort of outsourcing some of her education uh kind of thing that allows you that um what about the sort of the more challenging parts about how does that kind of play out in uh in terms of just educating What's what I really struggle with is I always hear all these homeschool families having these great conversations with all their kids about the books they're reading, and so she just kind of, I like say things and she just like huh, okay and I'm like can we have a conversation and she's just like eh, okay <laughs> we'd be so proud like, come on that's not what I wanted so I don't know if it's me like doing the wrong thing or if that's just her personality so that that's really my biggest challenge right you may find that that sort of grows as she gets yeah that's what I was kind of thinking you know just getting conversations is it something and this is one one of the things that I wondered if is is one of the blessings of having an only is can you know, can you guys um, over time be the ones that say host a, um, host a little co-op, right? So that, you know, say you had a weekly co-op, maybe when, you know, maybe when yeah. she's a little older, I don't know, when 10 or 12, mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. do sort of spend more time. Your goals are kind of to fulfill some of those things that, that are more difficult now, like, um, you know, Socratic discussion that maybe I have the bandwidth to do that where mm-hmm. another family might not because they've got too many littles mm-hmm. or, or whatever, or I could have people over at my house because, mm-hmm. you know, there's just less, uh, that's less impact for me. And it might be for somebody else, you know, the idea of sort of running around and cleaning up <laughs> all of that. Right. You know, that that yeah. might afford you yeah. Yeah, those opportunities. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We've, we've done some things like that. We, 
Uh, not last year because yeah. we were in Italy, but the year before that, we did a St. Michael's um, feast day. We had another homeschool family over and we, we had a dragon that they, a pinata that they were um, hitting. And yeah, so we were, we've done some of that kind of stuff, but awesome. not consistently. It's so. funny because sometimes you can do a co-op that's just very... You know, like you just do a 20 minute science experiment and then have an hour of playtime. Right. And, you know, so they're learning and they're socializing, whatever, but then then they just get to play or have an afternoon where kids come over and just play board games or whatever. You know, it's it's uh, it's great to be able to sort of open up your your house to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the best. How about you, Sarah? Sort of how- and it has the it has the added benefit. Like there's there's. Yeah, there's two benefits to that too. You know, there's the social benefit and then there's exactly. also she's learning from yeah. someone else. Mm-hmm. So there's there's also that that I like I, I do think yeah. And that is just maybe so if you if you you know, if you as parent are talking about this, you know, trying to yeah. insert the Socratic method somewhere and then another teacher does that something similar, you know, you can sort of have a have, you know, uh, Yeah, get them yeah try and right, right, right. encourage the same line of thought. And right? another thing too, is if it's you yeah. hosting some sort of thing, she also yeah. hasn't got your 100% for- attention either. <laughs> so sort of seeing you in a situation where you're, you know, answering questions. And I think it sees, it helps our yeah. kids see us in a different yeah. light too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, what, how do you feel those are playing out in education? Um, sort of the challenges and the, and the blessings. Yeah. So, so she's, my girl's only in kindergarten. So she's at like a senior kindergarten. And uh, I tell you, it's, it's kind of exhausting for me. Just, (laughs) and this is kindergarten. (laughs) So (laughs) it's not because of what she has to learn or like what I have to teach her, but it's just, I have to be, I'm just, I realize that I'm conscious of many things, you know, so I'm I'm conscious of a social life, of her social life. Like I'm conscious of, my own laser focus and like trying to let up a little bit, you know, like, so like why right. you, you're going to learn this right now. Like it's not, a, yeah. I don't want to be that way. You know, um, right, yeah. I, I have to, I, I'm conscious of like having some kind of variety in her, in her schooling, you know? So um, right. I'm conscious of her age and her development, which if this is, this is my first rodeo. So I'm like, I'm, I'm trying, it feels wrong at five to just let her play all day. That just feels wrong. And I don't know right. why. <laughs> So, right. so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but all the other moms that I've talked to, you know, a lot of them are reading to their older kids while the youngers are just, are sitting there mm-hmm. and they're, or they're playing or they're doing whatever they do during the day. And then they're hearing it. It's, it's kind of, and everybody's, you know, but, but I, I'm, I'm sitting here going, well, should I read her the lion, the witch in the wardrobe? So I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I guess we'll just start it and see, you know? So it's, yeah. it's a whole other, it's a whole other thing to think about. And I, I am finding it, I'm finding it kind of exhausting. And I didn't even realize I was really con- like focusing on all these things. I have come to the realization lately that she is learning no matter how much school we do or we don't do. She, so we were going, this is like, we were going, we were going to bed the other, this is like a couple months ago, we were going to bed and everything was very quiet. And all of a sudden she says, mommy, mommy, yep. Six plus five is 11. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, good. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So like, sleep dreaming about I'll do that. Because yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't me. That's a weird thing when they learn things without you, isn't it? 
wait a second. Where'd you learn that? Yes. Uh, yes. And I'm the only one in her, well, you know, the only teacher. <laughs> now, this is a question. Yeah. I have a question, like just a thought for you guys, because I know for me, routine has been really, really important um, in my life to be able to homeschool the way I want to homeschool, to have a, mm-hmm. a really clear routine. And, you know, and I've never been a scheduled person or whatever, but my kids know mm-hmm. what's going to happen every day. Is that equally as important with onlys? Would you say that, that because otherwise they're kind of spinning their wheels? Yeah. Um, we kind of, I kind of follow the, what I call the Ma Ingalls schedule. Cause oh, I, I love that. Monday, I don't know, we have certain things we do certain days. It only takes us a couple hours to finish school. So at that point yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, well we need to have other things that we're doing or else she's, mm-hmm. we're just going to be sitting there she's coming to me every five minutes. I'm bored. So we have to have other things to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah, you're, when you said it, about it being mm-hmm. exhausting, so I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the structure of my family. My oldest daughter was from my first marriage, so she's almost five years older than the next one down, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. and I, I didn't have an only child, but I did have just her for those first few years. And uh, mm-hmm. what I found was exhausting was that I, I, was her, I was her only friend, you know what I mean? So, I mean, of course, we did spend lots of time socializing and all of that. You know, I did whatever I could, but it was exhausting because she just wanted to play with me all the time yes. right when we were yes. home and 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 then the reality is because there was only one I actually had the time but you know you sort of had to I had yes. to develop you know kind of like oh mom has to do something else right now and what and whatever because it is exhausting yes. to kind of be in a child brain yeah. for hours and hours yeah. a day right? <laughs> oh I, I actually yeah, I'd written so, that down as one of my challenges I had written that down and uh it, I you get leaned on pretty heavily to be a playmate and uh Right. And so then I, I yeah. there's some guilt attached to that too, you know, because, because they're like, no, I'm not going to play something yeah. imaginative with you. You can go watch mm-hmm. TV. <laughs> like, like what? No. <laughs> so, so yeah. So it's, it, yeah. there is a, there, there's Analogy. that there too. It is, it is a challenge for sure. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. how have you, have you guys found ways to kind of redirect when, when, when you feel like you need a break from being the friend, you know, bring the, the playmate? Um, well, my dad recently retired, so he's right down the street. <laughs> um, we also have, if we can't get together with family, cause my, my brother lives nearby, but we can't always get the kids together with FaceTime. The kids can play together, even though they're in different spaces. So. Yes, my my some of my grandkids yeah. do that. Ottawa and here, you know, they mm-hmm. they play these you know yeah. long games on Facetime. They wait till their iPad dies, and then the game's over. Oh, right? cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so cool. That I love awesome. it. Yeah. 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 So what do you guys find are the sort of the main ways that you sort of address the social life question? And I mean, I think people over overstate, you know, how, what are they going to do for their social life? You know, you've already mentioned, you know, she did preschool um, and that was a way of helping her learn to play with kids. But in terms of on daily gifts, getting along, learning to share all of those things, how are you guys finding that, uh, um, addressing that? Um, we, like I mentioned, my brother lives really close by. So we, um, we're usually at my parents' house every weekend. And so she's playing with those cousins. So it's been great. She kind of gets that that sibling interaction with them, even though they're her cousins. They're still very close. And she spent time at their house. Cousins is a great way Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you must have a lot of cousins, hey, Sarah? That's it. It's the same. Yeah, 
Yeah, Sarah's from. I eight. do. Yeah, so uh, there's 40 grandchildren from my wow. from my parents. Yeah, That's and they're all married, and um, the, the one has 10 children. So <laughs> there's uh, there's yeah 40, but and we live with we live with two uh, a nephew and a niece. Right. So. Josie has learned, and that's been for the, about the past year. Yeah. And Josie's learned how, like, how to share, how mm-hmm. to, how to be around, how to get. So Amelia's three, and so and Josie's five. Yeah. So that's a, it's a, oh, it's nice. a sibling relationship between yeah. them, even though they are cousins. So it's beautiful. And then we live with Nana and Papa as well. So Nana and Papa. Yeah. Are, I think cousins emulate siblings yeah. as yeah. close as we can yeah. possibly have. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, is great. It's great. It's, it's wonderful to have that because I mean, you know, I have some cousins I'm very close to, and and that feels like the next step mm-hmm. to a sibling mm-hmm. for sure. And then different than a friend, like it's pretty rare that we fight with our friends, but you know, totally. you fight with your cousins. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That doesn't These, cross any lines. Two girls have a love hate relationship. It, it's it's almost exactly like siblings. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. No, that's good. That's natural. (laughs) So how do you guys, I I think probably one of the, one of the things we experience most is other people's commentary. Now, whether that's, um, I would hope that you guys do not feel judgment from people. I just had a conversation in an episode a few weeks ago that, you know, we were talking about um, you know, judgment for, for small families. And I thought, you know, the last place on earth we should be yeah. feeling judged is in our homeschool communities that, you know, that seems very, very mm-hmm. wrong to me. Is it something you guys have ever bumped up against? Um, we've been very open. We're, we're very blessed to have a, a Catholic community here that we've um, pretty much grown up with. Um, and they all know our story. They've supported us throughout the whole thing. So like they, they know, they get it. That this yeah. is how it is. So they've yeah, just been wonderful. Exactly. What a beautiful thing. What about you, Sarah? Is that something you bumped up against at all? I can't say I ever really have or something that's like I'm comments so that have been, that. you know, really, yeah, really. I mean, there's, there's been some edgy ones, but yeah. nothing, nothing that's just, I, I think the, the worst has been something like, oh, um, right. is this your only child? You know, with it, with your eyebrows raised. So like, Oh. Right. So, yeah. Where where are the rest of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, Where's the next one? And the hardest when you have a two or three year old, I imagine. Yeah. Eh? Oh yeah. The, the other question is, you know, for homeschooling, because people have asked me, um, is is she like jo- Josie's? Yeah, Josie's quite a reticent, cautious child. So she will go into a room of people and she will stay right by my side and look around for as long as she needs to. And then she will just go running off when she's ready. But somebody asked me once if her cautiousness is because she's homeschooled. I'm like, well, no, I think that's just her. But that, you know, immediately, and, and this is like, a, these are like strangers practically, right? They don't, it's not, it's nobody that I deem as important in my life, right? So it's not like that. But, but uh, yeah, there. Yeah. Character, yeah. a kid's character comes out, whether they're like wherever they are. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. And, and you can have like, I mean, a couple of my kids were like that and you can have seven kids and five of them are super outgoing and two of them are not. And people say, Oh, it's probably because they're homeschooled. And you think, seriously, how can you make that? Like, okay. All right. I'm gonna... <laughs> I only get comments. I only have ever gotten comments like that from my own family. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yes, and that is why this one, you know, is you can hardly tie them down. You know, <laughs> the other comment I get sometimes too, it's a, it's an only child thing. You know, oh, that's an only child thing. 
you know, like, well, you have five children, so I'm not sure how they know it's an only child thing. But, but I can see what they're talking about. You know, if she, every time she has a, had a tantrum or, you know, something, oh, it's an only child thing. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yes. Cause, cause my kids have never had a tantrum. N- never. No, <laughs> no child, no child from larger families ever had a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I wasn't I wasn't uh, upset about it or anything. It's just yeah, those, yeah just mis, misguided. No, I no guess point right. It's it's you know it's ignorance yeah. or misunderstanding. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, but it is. I think it's a good lesson, and you know, we should just not not presume anything, right? We right. Should never presume anything. Correct. Jenna, what about, have you had comments about sort of the social aspect of an only child? Not really. I haven't really. Maybe yeah. I just don't listen to them. <laughs> I ignore them. I mean, I've had questions about, oh, why isn't she in school? What about socializing with kids? And I'm just like, oh, whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm doing what I think is right for my family. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good exactly. for you. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Cause we can't, we can, I mean, we can use that as a, as the kind of the excuse. Oh, well she has, you know, six siblings or she has five siblings or whatever, mm-hmm. but ultimately you know, that's not the reason homeschooling yeah. is okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So how do you, do you guys find, do you guys find that you need this and, and how do you get it? If you do, do you sort of need respite? Um, you know, because we think of, okay, yeah, my, somebody with four little kids or, you know, seven kids or whatever, it's important to get time away, get some respite or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the challenge, that sort of intense challenge that comes with an only do you find you need respite? Do you find your child needs respite from you? <laughs> Jenna, what, what, how do you sort of, is that something that you've come across? I think when she was younger, like now she's getting older, so she's a little more independent, but there are still things that I have to do. So um, like, I've been really good about encouraging my husband to go do his own thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, what about me? <laughs> Sometimes too. So we're working on that right now. Yeah. My family is close by. So she, she loves to go spend time with her family. Um, that's where she is right now, actually. Okay. And then she takes an art class every yeah. week where she's by herself with a bunch of other kids all into the same thing. So, and do you find it's easy for you to just, you know, back out of that situation and kind of let the chips fall where they fall kind of thing. And yeah, I think um, taking her to preschool actually helped me with that. Yeah. I remember the first time dropping her off, I was like, that's it. My mom made a comment. She's like, were you feeling like, should I get a receipt? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Sarah, what about you? Do you find it a respite for you or her? Definitely. uh, Definitely. Uh, So we had, when we moved, we moved in the middle of the pandemic and it was, you know, there was a job loss and, and, and a lot of things that happened around that. And so then uh, when we moved to my parents' place, um, I think it took about eight months before she went anywhere with anyone wow. else. Boy, the pandemic so, was hard. Uh, it was quite eight. a while. It was. It was. And so she was, she, was, she was glued to me, my side pretty much that whole time. But it seemed like once she decided right. <laughs> that it's like, okay, I'm going with Fernanda and Papa now. Bye. <laughs> like just off she goes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 awesome. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> so, so, 
So yeah, I, I, we've definitely got the the built-in respite now um, with with my mom and dad, yeah. um, and then even with my sister living here as well. There's always somebody here. So Josie will usually decide whether nice. she wants to stay or she wants to come with me. And even for groceries, or, you know, half the time she'll stay, play, yeah. half the time she'll come with me. So it's been, it's been really good. It's been really good. Uh, grow, like it's been a growth, right? And so she was three at the time when yeah. we moved. So, I mean, it was a little bit, yeah. but, and now she's five. And, and so that she's definitely taken those steps of more steps in independence, um, so yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's a, so, it's a tricky question for someone who doesn't have family, I think around, I mean, I if you could find neighbors that. or friends, right? Yeah. 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 That's exactly what I was going to ask you guys. Like you both sound like you both have really strong mm-hmm. community and family support. What about someone who doesn't, what do you think would, yeah. Where could they look friends, family, um, you know, mm-hmm. I think a mom's helper might be really good. I, even though I think somebody could think, well, yes. you know, you don't obviously yes. don't need a mom's helper, but I think in terms of just respite, you would. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. I, like, even if you have older neighborhood kids around, yeah, like mm-hmm. just sending them to play with a, no, a neighborhood kid would be yeah. fine. Cause yeah. we have one that lives next door and you feel fine. Cause well, they're a little bit older. They'll kind of watch over them a little bit and I have a friend who uh, she has two children and she just had her seconds and actually it's a neighbor of theirs, just an elderly lady who comes in and does her dishes. Oh, I, it, like, so and it was, I think that just organically, I know, I know. And she's like, this is the best thing I could ever, ever ask for. And this lady just comes in, does her dishes and maybe, maybe plays with the littles a little bit. And it's, and, and that's it. You know? Wow. Oh, that's oh, amazing. Perfect. What a sweet that's lady. Perfect. We all need that lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though that when those things happen organically, it is beautiful, right? Yes, yes. I think I think it would be easy for for other people to sort of think, and not that you know, not even in a passing judgment way, but that oh, you probably don't need the respite, you know, probably don't need the time off. Even you know, for a husband, I think it could be easy to, if he's off at work all day to think, well, there's only one, so you know, um, you know, you don't necessarily need the, the respite. But I think that that's something that that yeah. uh, mums of onlys, I would suggest that you really stand, kind of stand up for in your life that you you make sure you get respite because, you know, parenting is exhausting whether there's one or whether mm-hmm. there's many. Right? It's exhausting in different ways. So, um, something really worth worth looking at. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard that before. Yeah, and I've always said that uh, we have yeah. to do all the same things. We have to all do all the same things that we do with one yeah. that you do with five. It's just, it's right. just in smaller like quantity. Like, you know, I don't have to make five suppers. I have to make one yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I thought, but I mean, this, the cooking is the same. The cooking is the same. The, you know, the schooling is the same. I just don't, I don't have to yeah. do it with yeah. five kids. I have to do it with yeah. one, but I have to think through it. About it. So, so yeah. there's a, yeah, there's, it takes, yeah. it takes a lot still. Well, I got a, a, a sign that I should probably spend more time away from her when uh my I guess she told my dad around Christmas time I don't know when mommy buys my Christmas presents because she's always with me (laughs) 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 maybe we need to spend some time with her (laughs) all year round you can tell her that I just need to go buy some Christmas presents (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious oh my gosh oh boy okay so so here's a question like I've always thought and you've probably heard me say this lots of times on the podcast, but that 
one of the things I think is really important for kids is, is delayed gratification, which mm. of course, with lots of kids, that's not hard to find opportunities to say, um, oh, okay, just in, in uh, you know, a couple of minutes, I'm just going to load the dishwasher or in a couple of minutes, I'm just finishing up school with, with your brother. Or I just have to take somebody to the washroom or whatever. So, so do you guys find if you have to sort of almost create environments where you can, you know, sort of, you know, things that they would naturally have to do if they had siblings like waiting or, or um, not, not necessarily having you when they, when they want to, like, even if you're there to be able mm-hmm. to sort of create a boundary or a space that they kind of learn that delayed gratification. Yes, definitely. What, you, what about you, Jenna? Is that something that kind of comes up or you've developed? Yeah. I, uh, now that she's older, she wants a snack. I'm like, well, you can go get it. Or if it's right. something that yeah. Great. can't do it all herself, I have her get everything out and ready for me so that mm-hmm. it's something that she knows that it's, it takes work to do those kinds of things. Right. That's a really good um, idea. But we also, since my husband just bought a practice last year, we've spent a lot of time at the office with her. So she's been having to sit around and be patient, waiting for us to finish up doing whatever we're doing. And um, so I think that's helped. But then just, I think, putting her in um, like technical learning lessons like piano and swim, like those are definitely things of delaying gratification because exactly. you don't get to do it right away. You have to sit there and learn patience to do these exactly. things. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it becomes really important. How about you? Sarah? And also, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> also, uh, waiting for larger families to come and visit us because it takes them longer to get in the car. When are they coming? Yeah. When are they coming? <laughs> yeah. Very natural uh, yes. boundary and delayed or, or we don't get to see them at all because someone gets sick and we won't see them for three months because everyone gets sick. Because <laughs> oh. they're all getting sick. Oh, yeah. no. That's, that's, that's so awful, isn't it? Oh, oh man. Gosh. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah, how about you? Do you have found ways to Yeah, so I've noticed lately, uh, you know, she'll be she'll be barking out orders to me, you know, I need this and I want this and I want this and I want this. And uh, I'll right. sometimes what I'll do is I'll narrate what I'm doing. Or I'll ask her, What what is mommy doing? And so right. she'd have to look at me and she has to see what I'm doing, and then she'll say, Oh, you're cooking supper. Yes. So when will I get this for you? As soon as you're done. Yes. So then and and actually she's She's really responded to that. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't very kind. Let's just talk about kindness for a minute. I, it wasn't very kind in the beginning. And then I realized, well, this is actually working. I just have to be a little nicer about it. So I would, I would just, I would say, look at mommy, look at me. What am I doing? Yeah. And, um, and her patience is, is growing as like, she's five. Right. So, so it's, and, and we're also building right. a little bit of a trust. Like I will, I will do what I say that I will do after whatever it is I'm doing. So yeah, that's the thing about delayed gratification, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so the other day, actually, she sat patiently for a okay, very yeah. long time waiting for to play a game. And I, I was actually really impressed at how long she sat quietly waiting. You know? So, so I was like, okay, little win. Yay. <laughs> oh boy. Have you guys heard of the Montessori technique yeah. for yeah. waiting? Um, my listeners can't see what I'm doing, but we're, I learned this when it was too late. I, I, after my kids were, you know, kind of past all this, but if you're talking to somebody else that they come and put their hand on your arm 
And your signal to let them know that yeah. you've heard, you, you know that they have something to say is that you put your hand over top of their hand on your arm. And that way you've said to them, um, as That's soon as beautiful. I have a, an yeah. opening, I will. Um, and so my grandkids are doing that. It's really cool. It's really cool mm-hmm. when they're at that sort of interrupting phase so that, that I hear you without saying any words. I hear mm-hmm. you and I'll get to you in just a moment. Thank you for mm-hmm. letting me know. That's what you're saying. And you practice, mm-hmm. right? You practice it mm-hmm. outside of the circumstances and then, mm-hmm. and then do it. It's a really cool tool, right? Cause I imagine that's something that's maybe a little ch- more challenging to, to, uh, mm-hmm. have them learn as an only, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, she she does tend to interrupt a lot. Lately, she's taken to raising her hand during dinner. <laughs> That's funny. That is awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I worked in customer service for a very long time, yes. so well trained. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that you just one of their one of their top things to do was make eye contact with a person, and and you know give mm-hmm. them a signal that I see I you. See you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be with you as soon as I can. Right. Uh, that I try to do the same <laughs> varying degrees of yeah. success. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. I was going to spend some time talking about raising an only boy because you both guys both have girls. And I thought, well, how do we do that? Cause you have girls and I never had an older child. So <laughs> I think another episode, if, if people put it out there, I think another episode that, um, that addresses boys with mums of only boys. If, if I'll tell you, I'll, I'll leave this for my listeners. If you are a mom of only with boys, I will um, have you on the show and we can do the same thing only with boys. Cause I, th- I suspect an only boy is quite a different experience in most cases. I have a friend who has an only boy, so she might be interested. Okay. Yeah. Get her, get her I can, to listen to this. I can and, uh, and feel like it, get her I in touch. Yeah. It would be quite different. You know, the same questions, very different answers, I suspect. Right. Yes. It's very different um, from what she and I have talked about. It's a yeah. very different thing. He uh, just even yeah, energy wise, right. Just, he's a very energetic boy and I Josie's bet. much yeah. more sedate. Right. But Josie's much more cautious and, and, you yeah. know, reticent, whereas he's just like bull yeah. in a China shop. So I don't know if that's all boys or. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> most boys. <laughs> yeah. For sure. You know, if we interviewed mothers, probably 85 or 90 percent. Oh, bull in a China shop. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to kind of wrap up by talking. I think this is one of the benefits of of you guys being moms to only children is that you both are service oriented because of what you've chosen to do as kind of your side hustle. Right. And, and, and so I'd like you guys to share with me what you do, share with my listeners, what you do. I think that, um, that would be really important for my listeners to sort of hear that how you guys have given of yourself in order to aid other mothers, right? Other parents. Um, so Sarah, if you want to take a minute or two to just talk about your planner, I think that would be really nice. And then Jenna, your, your business as well. Um, you know, which is more than a side hustle, I understand, but it's, you know, (laughs) it's a pretty big deal, but, um, if you could tell my listeners about it, um, that would be great. And thank you for both of you for doing that, because I think that's such a gift to other moms. Uh, thank you. Thanks for saying that. I, I had realized a, a little while ago that, uh, that there wasn't really a lot of, uh, Catholic day planners in Canada and the ones from the U S I just uh, was, it got to be quite uh, financially burdensome <laughs> to buy them because they're with right. the, with the shipping and sometimes with, uh, the taxes on top that, that are charged at the border. 
it 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 got to be yeah. quite expensive. So, um, I, a friend of mine was teaching a course on how to um, how to uh, publish your own works on Amazon, and so I took this little course right. and I published a a, a, t- a 2023 Catholic Canadian Catholic uh, day planner, and it's for women. I have plans to do one for men, wow, for men as okay. well, and an undated planner and a couple different things. So, but it is, it's it's a hundred percent Catholic. Uh, it it uh, has uh, three hundred sixty five saints. It's lovely. So for it was saint for every day of the nice. of the calendar, and um, it uh, yeah, it's I I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a hybrid between the Latin and uh, like some some of the things in the in the Latin right. Uh, uh, I should say the, the the Latin mass that that uh, right. have kind of gotten lost a little bit, like rogation days and um, uh, right. quinquagesima and things like that. So uh, even if it's just you know like don't have to celebrate them, but just know that th- that this was our our heritage. You know, um, it's exactly. it's there, and you can yeah. celebrate no, them I if you want. Nice to you be know? aware. So yeah exactly truly yes yeah okay so so i'd like to well, I'm, that's so my next for, plan for i'm going to put a yeah. lot a lot of those in thank you okay that's fantastic and it's dated the women's one that's out now is dated yes the correct correct okay. the one i have is dated i have plans okay. to do an undated one that's coming out soon so okay yeah okay fantastic thank you for that um mm-hmm. jenna do you want to tell us about what you do and how you've yeah. amazingly helped people. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I help moms um, get organized, make their homes more comfortable and organized. Um, so I do a lot with um, habit building and do some professional organizing locally, but I also will work with people um, one-on-one virtually across the internet. Sometimes you just need somebody there with you to talk mm-hmm. through things and um, I love to do that with people, get to know people that way. It's just, it's been a blessing to, to get to know so many people that way. Um, but there's also, I also have several organizing guides available, um, on my website too. So there's one coming out in March. That's all about like just how to DIY organize any space in your house. So it's a lower cost for people who can't really afford the, the one-on-one. The courses look amazing. I've looked at the sort of, you know, descriptions mm-hmm. of them and whatnot, and they really look good, Thank you. right? And then you can do them at your own pace mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, and I, I hope to be able to add some extra support because I know, like, it could get not so motivating after a while. And if you, yeah. so I'm trying to figure out how to, like, motivate people to, to keep going. I want them to finish because okay, okay, like like when you yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. And tell oh, tell yeah. my listeners the name of your business because it's such a <laughs> So it's Rooms Need Love. Cause... Right. Yes. <laughs> what a fun last name to I have. Love it. My last name was I Love. love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you for your time, ladies. I think uh, my listeners will really benefit from this. And and not only mums with onlys, but you know, I think sometimes even when you have a small family and the dynamics are different, you know, that how we can we apply some of these things and how, some of your so thank you for sharing your experiences. That's really helpful. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, yeah. So lovely to thank see you. you. Thank you so much. I was very excited excited about yeah. this so okay <laughs> great yeah me too <laughs> okay god bless you both <laughs> i love you too